I guess we'll go through this again. This is Mark from MK Ultra Film. How's it going? I'm Killian from MK Ultra Film. How's it going? Um, it's going good. Can I uh, yeah. tell you something? I just this week Googled what MK Ultra is. I've, I've never actually, yeah, yeah. I never bothered. <laughs> I don't actually know what it is. Um, yeah. I've been in a podcast now for over a year, uh, just doing doing shows uh, once in a while, and I, I never bothered to Google what the name of the show was. You ch- you kind of chose yeah, yeah. it, and it sounded cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sounds good. What is MK Ultra? Yeah. I think it's like it was like a government experiment where they they gave like drugs to soldiers and then tried to get them to do various tasks. And I think it was like the overall goal was to see if they could like make drugs that they could use to control basically control the minds of of soldiers okay so it's quite like it's quite along the theme of yeah. what we do on the... that sounds really similar to what this podcast is all about um, like military experiments yeah mili- uh, military experiments gone <laughs> wrong i saw i read yeah, one yeah. about some poor soldier who took acid he was given a dose of acid and he walked out a hotel room window mm. so um oh dear yeah so that's kind of like the vibe of the podcast i think um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, I just thought Mark Mark Killian sounded, okay, sounded yeah, good. That makes sense. Um, In case anyone hasn't cracked that, that's what M, that's what the MK stands for. If unless you were born under a rock, you would have seen the Wild Mountain Time, Wild Mountain mm-hmm. Time, Wild Mountain Time, Wild Mountain Wild Mountain Time trailer Wild this Mountain week. Time. Rocky Mountain High trailer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you might have seen it. Did you see it? And. Uh, I saw it. I thought it was, uh, well, I'll be mentioning it in, in a review of a film we're doing shortly, but I did see it. And uh, I, I think I think it was Gary who said, like, I can't believe this film has been made, or maybe it was you. I can't believe this film has been made in, in 2020, like in modern <laughs> times. It seems like a film that would be made in like the, 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 the 50s. Yeah. Like, can we play? Just... Can we play it? Can we play some of the really bad accents and that kind of thing? I mean, if we, after we record this, we edit it back in, then yeah, we can do whatever we okay, want. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> let's roll, roll the clip. Roll, roll the, the clip. clip. <laughs> there's these green fields and there's us. Whatever that is, it holds me here. What is this, those things? It's not normal. I don't care. You take after John Kelly and that man was mad as the full moon. Drowned himself. He fell in. He had a rock tied to his neck. Anthony will never marry. If it comes to that, I'll freeze my eggs. You should freeze your whole body if you're waiting for that one. Will you call us ego? We haven't had a dream since you were a child and you couldn't let it go. So you put this gate between us. Has your dream made you happy or miserable? You kissed him! It was he that kissed me! I don't understand you people. Why do you make everything so hard? You just seem to accept these crazy things. I don't like a fight. Well, who does? Half of Ireland, just not me. If my true love, he were gone. Like, <laughs> I'll raise me eggs. I, yeah, man, I don't know. What, what year? Were we supposed to get what year it was meant to be set in? Well, everyone made the joke about thinking it was set in like the 50s, but then like a big fucking tractor is there in the middle of it so it just it spans it seems to span maybe 80 years of like time mm. <laughs> it could be the famine yeah it could be like the 50s it could be last year it's like <laughs> it's all when over did when when did the modern tractor as we know it become commonly available to irish farmers 
and it's that kind of questions that get answered on MK Ultra film. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> I grew up in Dublin. I don't. I don't know about trackers. Yeah, um, <laughs> I only saw a tractor the first time when I was sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you? What do you think uh, of that film? Do you think it's it's like people are being a bit hysterical about it, or do you think it's all? I mean, it's all I just warranted. Think I like. Uh, I think it's all warranted. Like it's just shite. Like there's there was a film that came out here a while ago and I can't remember what it was called but it was about this girl moving to Berlin and she was having a fucking real sexy cool time in Berlin and just mm-hmm. like going to clubs and stuff and everyone was like, like yuck yeah yeah and everyone was just like yuck this film looks so gross and horrible mm-hmm. and everyone was up in arms about it similarly that tv show on Netflix Emily in Paris yeah yeah that girl yeah. moves to Paris and she keeps saying like it's Paris like <laughs> of course I'm gonna have a glass of champagne it's Paris and stuff and it's like <laughs> Uh, like I feel like anything that stereotypes any city or country, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. gets a lot of gets a lot of heat, and rightly so. Yeah, <laughs> it's then, just a shitty thing. But to then, do. like in in another way, um, like American uh, kind of stereotyping of Ireland is almost it's a genre. It's not this is this is like not a standalone film like maybe Emily in Paris mm. is or that Berlin thing. This is a, this is a film that has been made along the lines of several other films that have made like dating back from the quiet man and going mm. through like, you know, uh, uh, Darby Gill and the little people. And then, which is probably less so, but still bad. And then you have, mm. uh, and then you have PS, I love you. And now you have this film. Like these are all films that are in the American tradition of romanticizing Ireland. And it kind of almost has absolutely nothing to do with us. You know, it's like this, these yeah. films that are, are built in like, the weird mystical memories of Irish Americans who have never, who have never been to Ireland, probably met like three Irish people and didn't listen to them, just talked at mm. them. So it's kind of like, it almost feels, it's got absolutely nothing to do with us. It's a film by Americans for Americans. And like, it's just, we're just getting a little window into what they like, but it really has nothing to do with us. It's like, <laughs> do you think that's like, is that okay though? Like that they can just be like, oh, it's, you know, this is what Ireland's like. No. You know, when it's, it's, it's not. No, that's no. Not really yeah, okay. yeah. Like, it's obviously awful. It's obviously uh, a completely awful. Uh, to do that to any country is, is just like a, a very inaccurate representation. And it kind of, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's hilarious though. I mean, it's so funny. Um, that's yeah well, once i saw when i saw christopher walken come in i was like what why but as, as i was as i was uh as i was saying to you like there's so many irish actors and i, I like i don't know necessarily i don't yeah. think it's like i don't think you have to be from a country to play a person from that country yeah, but yeah. in this in this case like the whole film is so ireland centric yeah. it's yeah. like <laughs> There's so many Irish actors. And then Jamie Dornan. Irish people. Jamie Dornan is from Ireland, and his accent is the worst out of them all. It's the worst one. It's the worst one of the whole of I the don't whole understand. lot. It's crazy. I feel like yeah. he must have been told to talk like that because he can hear that his own accent is bad. Like he must have been. Mm. That's the accent we put on when we're doing like the Americans putting on our accents. It's the old yeah. Ah, ah, come on, would you marry me, Maraid? Go on. <laughs> ah, go on, Maraid. Yeah. Didn't I just ask you to marry me and have me children, Chiddlers? <laughs> like, it's just fucking... How does he not yeah. hear that? I don't know. Like, I wonder, like, sometimes you see actors in films doing, like, any accent really badly. Mm. Like, uh, fucking, remember, what's his name? Uh, Robert Pattinson in that film. Oh, the yeah, French the French film. accent in, in The King. Uh, yeah, that yeah, was terrible. That, that's a... Like, 
I wonder sometimes do actors like I assume you have to be very confident to be an actor in general. Yeah. And uh <laughs> I wonder does he do are they like, yeah, I'm I'm fucking nailing this, you know, I'm doing mm. nailing this action, or are they kinda of like, oh it's not the best, but sure we're just gonna soldier on through I it. Just, like, I just don't know how like like there's no way that film was shot without at least one Irish person on set. Like it's 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 filmed you know, several most parts of it are filmed in Ireland. There's gotta be an Irish mm. like focus puller or an Irish, you know, person working on locations or someone who's even doing the catering who might have just had a peek at what they were doing on the stage. It was just kind of like, what the what the fuck is going on yeah. here? Yeah. <laughs> like surely someone was like, um, you guys do realize this is complete trash. But the reason is because they don't care. We're not the audience. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess they really just couldn't give two shits what Irish people think about this film because it's, and we are going to all go watch it. Of course we are. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. I'll probably watch it and really hate it. But it's like, I just thought, like, what, uh, why did it, like, what is it? You know, like, it's, it looks like a crap. The story even just looks crap. Yeah. It's just like nothing. It's like a completely unoriginal pile of rubbish. Yeah. That will make just, a lot uh, of money, though. It'll make a lot of money. Do you think? Um, I think it, it'll if it, kill. In, yeah, over in America, they're, they're going to swallow this up. Mm, yeah, I, don't, I also wonder if, like, the the actors in it like Emily Blunt and 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 especially Jamie Dornan must be like Jesus this you know this is pretty bad stuff you know <laughs> like like he must like be really looking at the paycheck but I'd wonder like do you think American actors starring in a film like 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 that do you think they think they're doing like Irish culture justice and, yeah and that's the like, worrying you know, thing the, like yeah it's yeah, like yeah. do you think they're like oh the Irish people will love this tribute to their nation you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's so i don't know man i don't know yeah it's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh but based on i guess the first the first film i'm going to review so i watched i think i'll probably repeat this at the start of the review mm. but i watched that trailer and i was like oh fuck this this looks crap mm. and then the the kind of scenery in it's just like the fields and shit mm. made reminded me that i've been intending to watch the field um yeah the adaptation of the john b keen play for a long time and i thought that would it was nearly like it would balance out what i'd seen you know what i mean because that film looks so depressing tonic and, <laughs> tonic and raw yeah it would be a tonic so it would be like a palate cleanser to take me back down to 2020 um <laughs> uh, where i am so i decided to put that on and very easy to find on youtube the whole film which whole film nice. on youtube so, nice there you go that should be another like imdb playlist yeah yeah, yeah. best films like, on youtube Let's whole do film it. on playlist and her also on youtube Sorry. <laughs> what did I... I watched another one on YouTube recently. And it was good. Oh, I think it was Bicycle Thieves. Yeah, I yeah. That that's on entirely on YouTube. I remember... Um, anyway. Um, uh, my little brother, Finn, who's 18, uh, started mm. watching Skins. And um, and he, I was like, oh, I watched Skins. And he was like, you, where did you watch it? It's hard to find. And now I think it's on Netflix. And I was like, mm. I watched the entire thing on YouTube. <laughs> Because back Wait, then, did you? Yeah, because back then you could just type in Skins Episode 1 into YouTube and Skins Episode 1 would be there. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in those days. I, I, thought, you, I thought you were going to say, like, even a, even a weirder concept to me, I thought you were going to say, I watched the entire thing on television. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine that? I'm not that, that old, man. <laughs> yeah, but people did. Like, I watched, the, I watched all of Lost in a standard once one episode a week television format <laughs> which just seems so alien to me now bizarre, oh, we're bizarre. getting on man we're getting on 
Like, um, if you waited a week between episodes, how would you have any fucking clue what, what happened? <laughs> well, we did. I, I was doing that with Sopranos for a while, and I just kept forgetting what happened in the yeah. previous. That's why, and I, I mean, I might have said it before, but, you know, they have that recap at the start of shows. Uh, mm. You know, when you watch that on Netflix or something, you're like, why do I need to see this? I just watched that episode. I don't need to see this recap. Mm, mm. If you haven't watched it in a week, you forget everything that's in the thing. I mean, our, our memories are so frail mm. that that's a real that's i feel like netflix is really geared to the binge watching whereas mm. disney plus which i was watching the mandalorian on mm. they they haven't they haven't got it quite as good and they don't automatically skip the end credits mm. intro credits and the catch-up bit when that, you're binge watching yeah, good i like and that. it's no it's not good because you're like obviously i don't want to see this i've just watched like four episodes in a row of course i don't want to watch this you know what i mean like I, you should know that i want to skip this but uh, whereas netflix is like listen we know what you're up to we're gonna get straight to <laughs> we're gonna get straight into what you want to see um anyway we did a big sidetrack there back Huge. to uh yeah back to the earth to the ground back to the field um this is what this is what i thought of the field so I just watched the trailer for Wild Mate in Time, and um, which is like a new f- film set in Ireland with Emily Blunt, Jamie Dornan, and Christopher Walken in it. And the trailer really pissed me off, and I was like, "Fuck this!" So I decided to watch uh, the Field, the um, film adaptation of the John B. Keane play, um, just because I wanted to see something real. <laughs> raw and rugged and irish after after that trailer a man holy shit <laughs> like part of me wasn't uh i was like maybe i shouldn't even review this but like it's just like i haven't seen such a tragic <laughs> film in so long like just it's about a guy who owns a, if you don't know you probably do who has a field and then some uh uh, like the field's kind of his life but he rents it and then someone comes in to try and buy it off him not buy it off him but buy it off the person he rents it off um and they live in this real rural town but man it just got like i kind of imagined how bad things could get because i knew it was known for being a bit of a, a sad one but fucking hell it was just so like like i thought it was great i really thought it was such a good movie and so many like just co- cool moments in it and just real fucking harsh rural Irish times, really just like a tough way of life. And even when it's going okay, uh, you know, it seems to be very, very tough. And then, uh, yeah, like I, I think, I think us, the, the, well, not me, but (laughs) the Irish people, (laughs) the Irish literature people are good at really fucking just, creating really rubbish scenarios i kind of call like it's just i did call it like you know and you're like oh yeah i see where this is going you know just uh just total ruin <laughs> i foresee total ruin on the <laughs> on the horizon here and uh well maybe it wasn't no spoilers <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> i feel like that was like you know i i don't know with a film like that, I don't know if it's like, is it a spoiler or whatever? But it just ends yeah. very bad. <laughs> you know, I don't think anyone's gonna. I don't think anyone's gonna watch that film and yeah. think like he fights against the big guy and then he gets his field back and everything's fucking <laughs> hunky dory. Like I don't think anyone goes in expecting that to be. <laughs> like expects no, it to be. I think we all that, it's, that yeah. movie. 
It's used a lot as a metaphor, isn't it? The field. So, I mean, everyone sort of uses it in that kind of term. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just mad and nearly kind of like interesting. I haven't watched a film. I feel like even films that are sad, try and have a lot of the time, try and have some glimmer of Mm -hmm. hope or a lesson learned or something Mm. like that. Whereas this was just like, everyone's worse off every at the end <laughs> everything's gone completely to shite for everyone all stakeholders involved in the exchange of the field came out very very bad um and also i was saying to emer like there was no one really apart from maybe the main character's wife who didn't, didn't really say a whole lot but she was the only one who seemed to have any reason isn't that everyone just seemed to be in the wrong about yeah. everything everyone's just <laughs> has their own flaws and yeah bad mm-hmm. it was but it's kind of mad to watch a movie like that you know mm. you're just at the end you're like holy shit that yeah really god you kind of just the credits stand up and you don't talk for a while you know that's yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, the credits rolled and me and you were just kind of sat there with the credits rolling just like god, just not saying anything like, <laughs> that's so that's yeah. so crazy it also like it, with relation to to wild mountain mm. time uh another problem i think with that wild mountain time film is mm. like i actually listened to an interview with john b keen after watching the field yeah and they were saying like life on in rural ireland back then wasn't romantic nice kind of fun yeah times. yeah pretty yeah. pretty bad times yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like you, it would be okay but it, it was it was largely pretty bad and the church really fucking had a hold on you and it yeah, was yeah 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 it was rough it was a real struggle so yeah. having a film be like oh back in the day the rural times everyone was having a lovely time going yeah. to dances and you know it was like no it was fucking uh, tough uh, times no yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah why do you think times. they all so left yeah it's true. interesting though i mean it does because this film wild mountain time does seem to be some sort of mangled version of brooklyn and uh and the field kind of put together or something doesn't it i yeah, mean you have like yeah. it's like it, it's taking two uh irish stories written by you know irish people i don't know if the, i think apparently this is a play i don't know if it was written by an irish person as well and um mm. and but it's kind of bastardized both of them and turned them into some sort of soppy romantic love story uh but i mean none of us have seen the movie yet you know like yeah, how often have true. you watched the trailer and like i mean i'm obviously like not expecting this to be some sort of realist classic in the making mm. uh in the yeah, same yeah, yeah. vein as the field but it could mm. it could kind of you know like an accent is one thing but like it doesn't ruin a movie you can still watch movies with bad accents and, and they'll be okay but like uh i mean it, it'll be hard if it's an ensemble cast who are all performing in terrible accents. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're, they're all supposedly from the same small town, but all their accents are different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that, I, that, yeah, I mean, not to go on too much about Wild Mountain Time, but I think like the, the key thing is, you know, it's first of all, probably quite wrong to make a film about another country. Um, it's mm, not really your mm. place to do that. But if you're going to do that, mm. you know, you should, probably should endeavor to try and make it authentic as possible use local actors, Mm. that kind of thing. Um, So yeah, it it kind of like, you know, the way you have like, it ticks all the boxes. This kind of does the opposite. It kind of like... Unticks them. Unticks all the boxes or something. Like Tipexes all the boxes out. (laughs) For how to do it, I don't know. Um, Sean, a young Sean Bean is in in the field. And he has a, yeah, he plays kind of like a a simple man. And he... How's his accent? 
very, very bad. Ah. He sounds like he's from South London. Um, <laughs> he is, isn't he? Where I don't know where I don't know where he's from, but that's what he sounds like he's from. But uh, luckily, he, as I said, he plays kind of a quiet, a quiet, simple man, mm. and he mm. says very, very little, which is for the best. He does a lot of nodding and kind of sheepishly. Well, that's authentic. Him. That's very authentic. I mean, Irish people do mm. nod and sheepishly smile most of the time. So um. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, do you know of any other films that you like, you think are good, mm. but are are really yeah tragic? All all like you know, I really like Italian neorealism. All of those films are just misery, oh, bicycle thieves, misery Fuck, yeah. on top of misery on top of misery. But um, you know, they're just kind of something really. Uh, I don't know that. There's something nice about, I don't know, it's authentic. It it's is. real. It's, it's weird, uh, isn't it? And it's beautiful as well. You see, you do see humanity uh, when you see someone losing something um, like their bicycle. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, or um, their field. Or their loss, like they lose their livelihood. Like there, there's, you know, a great sense of drama in seeing that. It's, it's, it's like, it's, mm. it's beautiful. You don't want to just see people happy all the time. Um, you want to feel, mm. see the full scope of, of human emotion and, and getting that in a sad movie is, is quite nice sometimes. It It is strange though to, to like, it's just a weird feeling when you see the credits come up. I guess you're just so used to, well, me anyway, so yeah. get, you get so used to things somehow turning around or there being some positive yeah. outcome and then the credits roll up and you're just like, God. You've been watching too much go. Mandalorian, man. That's like the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> Did you finish that? Uh, I'm halfway through the first season. It's good. I, I like it. It's kind of old style cinema with with those kind of, you know, uh, happy-ish endings, you know. Uh, so it's, mm, it's like mm. a far cry away from the field and Italian neorealism. Um, mm. uh, and with the arrival of a terrible film from America comes the arrival of a film called Arrival, which I am about to review. Fuck. That was terrible. Wow. That was a really terrible. Yeah, that wasn't good. Can we That's edit bad. that out or? Let's say keep it in. Uh, it's done, you know. We yeah. do, we've done worse. <laughs> yeah, we actually we actually have done worse, but I really tried to shoehorn that one in. Uh, so here's uh, the film Arrival, um, which came out, I think, 2016. Um, mm. and hey, so I just watched um, Arrival, which, if I'm not mistaken, um, and my memory could be wrong here, is the last film you saw in the cinema in Williamsburg in New York before you uh, moved uh, back to Ireland. Could be wrong, but that's uh, what I think. Anyway, uh, Arrival is a film about um, this uh, language expert played uh, by Amy Adams, and uh, basically these big alien UFOs uh, land on Earth and they um, are these big black orbs and they've landed 12 of them around Earth and there are these weird uh, aliens inside them and Amy Adams is hired to try and communicate with the aliens and uh, basically figure out why they're there and uh, yeah I, I guess that's that's basically the whole concept of the movie and I really, really, really liked it. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, Anna did too. We were watching it and just thinking how refreshing it was to watch a, a sci-fi film that just didn't follow the traditional kind of sci-fi narratives of, I don't know, like kind of end of the worldy, uh, you know, big dramatic moment, lots of kind of guns and stuff. It was done really intelligently and kind of uh, artistically. It kind of felt like an art film with... Um, pretty uh, interesting concepts of time and 
narrative and how we perceive time, all these kind of things coming into play. And uh, I, I just thought they really tied it together quite neatly. Um, and there's like a kind of gentle twist at the end of it, which is quite sad. But then, you know, the movie almost gives you a new perspective or a new way of thinking afterwards where you you know it gives you new ideas about time and stuff so it's kind of kind of a little bit philosophical almost but uh, also just an enjoyable watch um so yeah i really enjoyed watching it I thought it was a really nice film mm. Mm. yeah oh yeah i'm supposed to talk about that, right <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah i thought i thought it was a great movie um i i think um it often you wouldn't associate sort of a big budget uh, sci-fi with a real kind of complex, almost kind of like a time shifty uh, yeah. film. You wouldn't, you would never see those things. It, usually mm. they kind of have to be sort of black and white and in French or something like that. Whereas this was yeah, like yeah. a big budget uh, Hollywood blockbuster, but, and like I was going into it expecting something like that really. And then what mm. you got was this really like gentle uh, film. That's very emotional and really delicate and kind of shifts around the scenes and it's really good like i mean it just yeah it just they, they did it really well they did what they were trying to do and they, they nailed it I, I i did see it yes as you mentioned um yeah i can't really remember though do, do the aliens pose any kind of threat to them or are they just like well the mysterious? whole question is uh these aliens have landed and uh humanity in 12 locations so you have an an alien pod in 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 where are they they're in russia they're in china they're in america they're in um australia and they're in a few different locations and all these mm. different superpowers are trying to decide what to do um it's obviously as usual like there's quite a lot of propaganda going on in terms of like the americans are the ones who are like hey let's not bomb this thing when in reality we know yeah, that yeah, america yeah. probably be one of the most aggressive ones but um yeah, yeah. But anyway it's like it's like the chinese and the russians are about to drop the a-bomb on it um <laughs> like but anyway they, yeah. they, the whole thing is like trying to get humanity to work together and um try communicate with the aliens and figure out what it is they want uh but people think they might be posing a threat a threat so uh so yeah there's that whole thing like if you bomb them you're destroying them the aliens don't seem to be aggressive in any way um and yeah there's, there's all this kind of like it's not end of the world stuff but it is kind of like the heart of humanity whereas are we good or are we essentially bad and uh, um, so and the conclusion i think is kind of like Americans are good and everyone else is quite bad. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no. No, no, it's not that black and white. So like the, the the kind of main threat is more just like political. It's kind of on our, on the human end. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, yeah, completely. The, yes. the, the threat is or is more the fear of the threat or whatever, I guess. Yeah, the threat is like just the fear just of of what the aliens are doing there. As as I said, it's like Amy Adams is trying to figure out trying to figure out what they're doing there. And that's the question. And then um and then, yeah, like the, the aliens can't communicate. You can't communicate with an alien. If an alien came down here mm. and was like, hello, uh, what's going on? You, would, you, you wouldn't be able to understand it. Um, well, if he said that, it might be a different Well, case. yeah, no, I mean, obviously. And like, I feel like no matter what language, you can sort of understand. Like, even if someone said that to me and like, you know, like in German, it's begits. I mean, it's, you'd automatically be like, yeah, I'm good. You know, it kind of sounds like yeah. what's going on. Um, so I probably would understand that. <laughs> but uh, I don't, but they, I, it doesn't matter. Go on. Well, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't know why the aliens are there and they're scared of them. And they think that they need to bomb them because, um, the aliens are not logical choice. Yeah. So that, so logical they need decision. to attack and then, um, mm. yeah, it's done very well with like, 
like uh like there's some right-wing news guys who are kind of like we gotta we gotta go full a-bomb on this and all that kind of like alex jonesy style <laughs> characters and the soldiers you know whose soldiers are traditionally yeah. quite right-wing um or they have a, you know like are watching it and then some of them like you know take it on their own hands and they you know whatever i don't want to give away too much of the plot um yeah 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 but it's a good it's movie good. it's a good movie the, the aliens look cool as well and they're like ship that they live in yeah it's really I, cool and it's not talked about like this film I I wanted to watch this since you guys saw it. Um yeah. and and like uh I, I never watched it and I don't think it gets talked about. And it's actually I think a very good film. Um so To be fair, like you're saying that and I'm agreeing, but I also can't really remember it, which I guess isn't a good sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but think about it. Uh, Rewatch it. It's a good movie. <laughs> I'm thinking about it, it, do they do they get in like a big lift, like a, a kind yeah, of a yeah, scary yeah. They get in a big lift. lift. Yeah, the... Which is obviously yeah. that's the bit you remember, which is obviously the best bit. They're in a lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're in a spooky lift. The uh, net, when you described it, it actually quite reminded me quite a lot of um, Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Have you? Um, I don't like I, the uh, aliens yeah. all over the world. Different people have different reactions. Some worship them, some don't, and then they have to find a way to communicate with them, which yeah. they do beautifully through through music. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, there are some similarities, but it's just, it does feel quite different to how a Steven Spielberg film would be made, I guess. It kind of just doesn't feel like, mm. it's tonally different. There, but there is similarities in plot, I guess. You're talking like Wild Mountain Time in the field kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, Close Encounters is the Wild Mountain Time to this <laughs> field. <laughs> um, what? A, Amy Adams was pretty hot stuff for a while, and now she's kind of, she's gone. She's Remember not she was in that one? Not... She went from hot stuff to not stuff. No, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. She's a great uh great actor um but like i remember she was in that and then she was in uh nocturnal animals kind of around the same time and i was like oh amy adams is in all these cool films yeah yeah and, in, and now uh, i haven't uh, seen her American in anything hustle um she was in the rest no the, the boxer film what was that film where was rocky the, the fighter the fighter she was in the fighter as well um but she's she it's been quiet enough now for for amy recently no yeah, I guess. I mean, I haven't really been following her career, except I, I really like her uh, as an actor. But uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's what's on the forefront. Didn't she? Didn't she win an Oscar for mm. uh, for something? Um, I I think she won an Maybe. Oscar. I know she got an Oscar nom for American Hustle. Uh, oh, nom. Um, but I don't know if she won. I think she might have won one for the wrestler or the fighter or something like that. Um, mm. Creed. Yeah, she was in the. She got. Pretty claimed dramas regarding several accolades, including just noms. She's just noms. Ah, uh, she just got the noms. Yeah. Would you? Would a nom be like? I nearly feel like getting a nom is worse than not getting a nom. I know you'd fucking take a Ooh. nom, man. Yeah, yeah. I'd you eat a nom. I'd say up. no. Yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. A nom. Unless oh, I'm no. gonna win, I I'd take the it. fucking nom. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I want it. Everyone always talks about like, oh, look at fucking, look at fucking. Gary Oldman's face when this other lad won the Oscar that he was nommed for or whatever you know what I mean everyone's like oh look at his face once they announced that it's the other guy yeah like, I don't want to be that I don't want people examining my, my reaction to my but you, losing you'll automatically make like you know millions millions more money really? you think yeah. oh yeah yeah once you have Oscar nom Oscar nominee um yeah you can make so much more money have you ever seen Samuel L. Jackson oh. not winning it no he just goes you just see his lips just go motherfucker <laughs> does he, that's, yeah, he just says that. wow that's amazing it's what brilliant. was he nominated for an oscar for uh i think pulp fiction jesus yeah i don't i uh 
I don't. I think that's a bad movie, Pulp Fiction. Okay, well, that's. I don't think we can get into that right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for another day. The uh, the the. Do you think if you just stay in Hollywood long enough, you just you'll eventually get get an off. Oscar, uh, or you'll get an Oscar? Like if you just keep going, you'll just get one. Um, I'd say once you reach a certain age, you get like the Cecil B. DeMille Award or something like that. Probably not an Oscar, maybe a Golden Globe. I think they kind of hand out Golden Globes once you've been around for a while. Like maybe mm. 15, 20 years, they're like, all right, give them a glo- Golden Globe. Give it to Like Leonardo DiCaprio, do you think that was because of talent or do you think they're just like, oh, fuck. Uh, I'm a big Leo it's... fan, definitely talent. talent. And he should have gotten oh, it before. Fuck. Love him. Love him to bits. For what? For all the, the amazing performances he's given us as, a, as an actor. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> do you think that was a good one? <laughs> <laughs> no, The Revenant. He was great in The Revenant. Great in Blood That's Diamond. That's what he won great for. In, uh, Man, Blood Titanic, Diamond. Great in... That... Uh, Blood Diamond accent That's a good accent Man Listening to him do that accent Makes me go insane I can't listen to that Them government troop Maybe maybe I don't know I haven't watched it in a while It's probably not really Politically correct anymore But when I watched it No it's Me as an Irish person Who doesn't know very many South Africans Thought it was a very good accent Go back and listen to him speak in that film, and it's it'll make it makes my eyes roll into the back of my head, and I feel like I'm going to pass out. Oh dear! What about <laughs> the Departed? He's brilliant in the Departed. More like the Departed. What about no? It? Da, I don't. Aviator. I think it, I'm I, calling it. I think Departed is. I mean, come on, this is a movie review, <laughs> you know, film theory, and I'm trying no, to give you. I'm being you know, a, trying to discuss being films, and you're saying Departed. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm being contrarian. I, the, the, the Departed is probably very good. I've only seen it once. Um, um, but yeah. Here, we should move on to the, the, the other big um, in yeah, the headlines film. Yeah, another big film. scandalous film. Yeah, for a different reason altogether. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's gonna be a tricky one to discuss without, uh, without going political. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But oh, we can we'll, do we'll do our best. Yeah. Borat 2. Here we go. I watched Let's it. Um, so go. Borat... Borat, I'd kind of decided I don't think he's funny just because he became so kind of mainstream and stuff. But then I thought about it and I was like, I actually do think Borat's funny. I have to admit to myself that I do think it's, that he's funny. Um, and the last film was was good. Like it was, it was a, at the time, it was a very, very funny movie. Um, this film, though, is not. It's bad. It's like a lot of the film is not him interacting with people which is like the whole funny bit of Borat it's a lot of just like stupid scenes and his daughter is one of the main characters in it and um, a lot of it is him talking to his daughter it's also like like Kazakhstan's a real country (laughs) Um, so I don't know how they're allowed just make so much fun about it like so much of it is just him talking about how shite Kazakhstan is and how they're all so racist and misogynistic. And it's like, like, not that, you know, it's just like, man, like, I'm not, you know, I, I, I wasn't offended by it or whatever, but it's like, man, I can't believe they're just going for it. They're just really shitting all over Kazakhstan. But uh, it, the jokes, there was, not that the last board film was subtle, but I think the fact that they didn't know who he was and it was kind of a new thing, was funny, but this one is not subtle at all, and it's just like, the jokes are so, like there's one scene where they're in an abortion, or like a, uh, fuck, what's the name of that place? It's basically a place where you're, if you're pregnant, you go for like advice or whatever, but it's like a Christian one, and they go, and the whole joke is them like, 
basically his daughter has swallowed a toy baby and they go and she has a baby inside her. Like that's what they keep saying. She's a baby inside her. We need to get it out. And then they're talking to this advisor and I was just like, fuck, this is like, yeah, it was just stupid. And also in a lot of the scenes it kind of felt like there were some scenes where he is Borat and it felt like people were just playing along with this because they knew who Borat was. And then some of it was too, like, it's very political, but in a way that's, like, so, like, people who support Trump are idiots, morons, stupid people. And, yeah, it's just, like, fucking, yeah. But, like, Sasha Baron Cohen, fucking no good. Sasha Brown Cohen, no good. Ooh. Yeah, really, really hated it. It was really, uh, I thought it was really bad and stupid. Did you? I didn't get just... that from the review. <laughs> <laughs> just like the jokes were so just like, so, I feel like Borat's funny when he was doing kind of subtle stuff or like, you know, asking funny questions and and and, and this was just him saying just the most outrageous things to people mm. to the extent where it's kind of like, it's not funny when you just go out there and fucking say this totally outrageous yeah. thing. It's more funny when he'd kind of like do more cultural stuff and, you know, d- the jokes around him, maybe misinterpreting mm. cultural things or I don't know, but I just found this like just so out there and just like, ah, yeah. The I, jokes I were think just what, I, what I liked about Borat, the original one is it kind of in a really subtle way, and I know it doesn't seem so because it's like a man in a mankini walking around, but it is kind of clever the way he he shows people's like Borat is obviously like quite a you know a really rough character, but he shows people's own prejudices by doing very simple things, you know, uh, and he shows mm. the hysteria like you know of America um, by doing really simple things that aren't really that offensive or whatever. And uh, he also did that in Bruno with like you know people's like just the pure rage people feel towards uh, certain people in America feel towards seeing like, you know, men kiss or something like that. And it's like really, Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of really clever things. But I don't know, in recent years, Sasha Baron Cohen has kind of become a sort of gotcha character. And I've noticed like he can manipulate any situation um, to make the TV that he wants or the films that he wants. Like if you look at these videos Mm -hmm. uh, that he did for This Is America, like, you know, he's using the, the power of having a television crew with him and his own manip- manipulative skills, uh, which are many, to get these guys to do whatever they want, whatever he wants, you know? And he's editing it afterwards mm. to make it look like uh, whatever he wants. Yeah. That's not satire. That's not satire at all. That's mm. kind of like, like it should be, satire should be like well-written jokes and like quick-witted mm. stuff. And like, it, it just seems now he's just trying to set things up for headlines. Like he's trying to just sell a movie or something. But that was a- another thing as well, like... I think, you know, saying people who support Trump are dumb, it's like we've had four years of that, like releasing a film being like, oh, Trump supporters are so stupid. It's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And and then the people who, uh, like he gets these two guys and he goes back to their house and he do- makes them say loads of funny Trump stuff, you know? Whereas yeah. like, let's say, for example, in Borat 1, he, he got those college dudes to mm-hmm. 
uh, say a lot of really, really bad stuff when he got in that camper van with them and got yeah. drunk. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm more like kind of like fuck these, you know, college frat dudes. You know, fuck them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. Yeah, they yeah, can yeah. they can soil themselves on camera. But then the the Trump supporter guys that he's making fun of in this one, like these are two men probably in their mid forties who live together in a kind of a weird little house into conspiracy theories, and it's like they're probably not doing the best. You know what I mean? And it's like. <laughs> If they if Trump wasn't there, they'd be following something else. You know what I mean? They they're probably they'd probably be yeah putting their putting their their, their time towards a different thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like I don't know if these guys are the best guys to target. Like if you wanted to, yeah, I don't know. But then at the same time, I could say the other side of that is they should target rich people, and that would be like Rudy Giuliani. But then yeah, you I should always I, yeah. Either. I think the general rule is always like punch up and like uh, mm. always be going after those in sort of the positions of power, I mean, isn't that like the point of it is to kind of like, you know, critique power and critique those of authority and, and ways of thinking. And and then I don't know, like, yeah, I guess I would find it a bit odd to see some like wealthy, you know, comedian uh, going to these people who are like from, you know, Trump supporters like often are kind of working class Americans who, rural. Uh, who are yeah. in rural situations who probably don't have the best life. And then for him to be kind of coming along the Hollywood elite. Um, but it, it, it just yeah. seemed a little off, you know. Um, well, it's uh, in other ways, you know, it, like they are kind of like, you know, they do believe some really fucking horrible stuff. So in a way, yeah, really is, bad stuff at the same time. So, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, like true. it is good this to is kind true. of show that as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Like, I'm not saying. Yeah, they definitely shouldn't. Uh, but I nearly feel like invited when, when you get invited into their home and you see what it's like. Rather than being like, look at these dumbasses in their weird house <laughs> drinking beers and stuff. <laughs> you're not like, yeah, fuck these Trump supporter guys. You're kind of like, oh, these guys, they're not doing the best. Like, they're not. Yeah. Did we manage to, do you think we managed to get through that without getting political or? Uh, I don't know. I hope we haven't soiled ourselves yeah. on the I, on air. This, I think we did okay, though. Finally, we get cancelled. <laughs> finally. I think we yeah, managed yeah, to yeah, yeah. traipse through it without we, uh, getting too political. Can we address, uh, like, the Kazakhstan thing is mental. Oh, yeah. Like, Kazakhstan's a massive country. Yeah, huge. And he makes, like, he makes it out to be a completely backwards, just country of yeah. complete fucking idiots. Yeah, Jesus. Like, and he even, like, says, like, the politicians and the Minister for Health and all this stuff is, like, they, they don't believe in science and they don't know. And it's like, man, whoa, holy shit. You're really still yeah. doing that. Kazakhstan does he business. have any relation to Kazakhstan at all or I, I don't know because like he's he I'm as far as I know he's Jewish I think so which yeah. kind of gives him the make fun of J- Jewish people free card yeah but the Kazakhstan I don't know maybe if he if he is then I guess you know he can <laughs> he can do what he wants <laughs> but I don't think he is from Kazakhstan no well I mean he's obviously English um but uh like maybe or like right. I don't think he's of Kazakhstan yeah um descent. he yeah, he's just kind of chosen them as the punching bag, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of crude stuff as well. I was like, in Kazakhstan, I sleep with my sister. Uh, yes, okay. Yeah. You're like, ah, that gets yeah. old after a while. That's also like you're insulting like millions of people. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do. I, as I said, the world has fucking changed since 4 at 1, I tell you that. And I don't know, mm. like it, maybe it's, it's, it's like not as, as, as smart as we thought it was. But it's, it's, it's funny... I was talking to someone, one of my friends, and I said, like, oh, I watched Borat 2, and it was shit. And then he was like, Borat 1 was shit, too. And I was like, was it? And then uh, I went back, and I watched it, and it's... I didn't watch it all, but I watched clips of it, and it's not shit. It's okay. very funny. Okay, okay, good. It's, 
Because like it's not there's no political agenda really behind mm. it apart from maybe to look make people look a bit yeah, silly. Yeah, but like yeah. he what's cool about it is he meets people of various different mm-hmm. backgrounds. Like he meets politicians, he goes to like yeah. this kind of um he meets a comedian who teaches him how to tell jokes mm. he meets like a politician he meets a he goes to this like feminist society thing, yeah which yeah, is a yeah. Bit dodgy he goes to that this like really upper class dinner party and stuff that's so he just very goes funny to when he shits kind of in the bag funny place yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that's just an in, like that's all funny and pretty you know largely pretty harmless stuff mm. unless you're from kazakhstan yeah but then this new one is just pure political agenda stuff which i feel just really sucks any of the yeah 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 the fun the fun out of it yeah 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 good also good that, uh, that's all you have to say that's next but film. that was yeah that's yeah sorry never mind go on no the the, <laughs> the next film that we're gonna do is a i guess i was doing space movies this week i don't know why i guess mm. uh, like a hidden theme on my side of the pod is space movies uh so mm. i watched a film called sunshine by danny boyle i think it's a, a 2006 film um mm-hmm. yeah this is what i thought uh so i just watched sunshine by danny boyle a 2007 film starring um killian murphy uh rosie holt and a few other famous actors i can't remember their names um the premise is the sun is dying and uh the year is 2057 so we don't have that much time left <laughs> Um, and uh, Earth has sent eight astronauts with a massive bomb to explode it in the center of the sun, into the surface of the sun, so as that it'll reignite the sun. Um, so you have all these astronauts who are trying to get this task done. Um, basically, the film is okay. Uh, it kind of started off with. Like, it was hard to know what kind of movie it was. The second half of the film was definitely, like, a kind of a horror-esque, you know, trouble going on in space. We need to get the mission... uh, We need to finish the mission kind of thing at all costs. Um, So one of those kind of things. But then the first half of it was kind of psychological and there were lots of sort of elements of the sun driving people a bit crazy and that kind of stuff. Um, I think it picked up picked up on some good themes but it, overall they were kind of confusing in how they were relayed and another thing that was kind of difficult with the film was it was uh they kind of tried to intentionally make it very visually difficult to follow like very blurry images and i mean a lot of the things that were happening um it was kind of hard to understand what was exactly happening because visually it was just very a bit messy really uh and then uh yeah i thought the key performances were good and in the end i at the end of the film i was kind of like climaxing and going along with it and i really like understood the plot and really wanted it to continue but overall it was just like a little uh higgledy piggledy kind of a bit messy of a film um so overall not the best I didn't mean to say that kind of climaxing. <laughs> I meant the climax of the film. I was climaxing along with the climax of the film. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I wasn't talking about that kind of climaxing. It wasn't Come that. on. It wasn't <laughs> It wasn't that good, but at the end of- <laughs> 
the end of the film, I was climaxing and it <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that kind of climaxing, okay? I meant that like as the film was reaching its crescendo, I was uh going along with it emotionally, okay? Uh and I was and that was it. Like it was a very PG watch. Um <laughs> God, that was broke Mark. <laughs> it was very funny watching you watch that, listen to that, and just slowly giggle. You slowly started giggling, and then you slow it broke out oh. into a full broken hysterics. Anyway, that was good. Um, that was a good one. <laughs> I didn't think it was a great movie. Uh, no matter, I, I did climax, but I didn't think it was a good movie. Uh, <laughs> but do you know what I mean when I said it was messy visually? I don't know if that made sense, but I think a yeah. key thing that a film has to do is. You kind of need to know what's going on unless it's intentionally like uh, you don't know what's going on because they're hiding a certain piece of information from you. But if it's, let's say, a yeah. maneuver between two, um, uh, what are they called again? Spaceships. Okay. Two, two spaceships mm-hmm. and they're doing some sort of maneuver and you're watching the maneuver and you actually don't know, you can't visually understand what exactly is going on. You don't know who's going where mm-hmm. or whatever. That, that is bad. It's just bad filmmaking. It's like, not, no, it's mm-hmm. like seeing two people fight and you don't know who's who. You're sort of like, I don't, I don't yeah. care about this. It's kind of weird. And that happens a lot in the movie. Mm. Um, it's just a little too blurry and a little too experimental in terms of like its visuals. Uh, well, and it's like too much of it or something. What do you think the intention, like what do you think the intention was there? Of, of no, that, that I think way. was just bad, like editing, bad kind of filmmaking almost. And then, and then with right. other parts of it, it was to kind of, I don't know, the sun is there. And the sun, I don't know if you know about it, but it's so hot, especially if you're like yeah. there within, you know, a few... Um, I don't know, 100 miles or whatever. I don't know how far they are, but they're very close to the sun, much closer than we mm. are now. And uh, and mm. so the sun is like beating through the window sometimes. And like, how do you show that on camera? It's a very difficult thing to do, but it's like all these white lights and it's all very blurry and all that kind of stuff. So, it, you know, that also is hard to see, but it is, it's okay. But then to not mm. know what's going on kind of gets a bit frustrating after the after a while. Um, yeah. And like then, I don't know, it kind of didn't know what it was as a film. It didn't know whether it was like a kind of like experimental sort of sun is a bit weird, freaking us out kind of thing, or whether it was like, uh, you know, uh, kind of like a horror in space kind of thing. You know, the way like you often mm. have it like an alien or whatever. There's an alien on the spaceship. Um, yeah. Like this is a similar style thing. It has like there's someone or something on the spaceship and it's trying to kill everyone. Mm. And uh, it, it was kind of between those two. It didn't know which one it was. Um, mm. So it was kind of like a messy conclusion. But I, again, I wouldn't throw it in the bin um, because there were some good moments in it. And like I did climax, but it was, uh, <laughs> no, sorry. And, um, but it, it was, it was, uh, it was, sorry. <laughs> but overall, no, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it again. And I liked Danny Boyle, but I don't think it was one of his better films. Do you think it was made with aspirations to be like a interstellar kind of gravity one of those big ones. I think, I, I think it took its, its inspiration definitely from, from like, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey, like not The Martian. Mm. Um, uh, well, I actually haven't seen that. Yeah, so The Martian is not, not like that, but like more like Interstellar um, uh, and, and yeah, like 2001 Space Odyssey. Those kind of really big scope films, films that have like a huge, mm. they're kind of trying to talk about the whole like existence and time and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was like mm. trying to be that or took inspiration from that, but then was also kind of this space drama. So I don't know. It, mm. it, it was just not there. It wasn't there. I wonder if there's like a, that's a thing among directors where like after a certain time point in time in your career, you're like, it's time for me to make my space film. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, 
<laughs> I think. Yeah, I yeah, think we're yeah. gonna do it. We're yeah. gonna go for a, a space, space movie. Space movie. Cool. Um, yeah, great. But you love space Are you movies, sure and, you, and you haven't seen this one. I do. I like space movies quite a lot. Um, uh, I like space movies, but I'd say I'm quite wary of them. Okay. I think I actually think sometimes they can be quite boring when done mm. incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I just think just just a film being in space. Yeah. On its own, doesn't yeah. make it interesting. Mm. Um, but uh, so I haven't watched that. Another one, like for example, I never watched um, that Brad Pitt one that I think you reviewed, just because I was like, oh, that was awful. What was it? Um, God, that came out last year. It was one of the last films I saw in the cinema. God, that was a crap movie. Mm. Um, yeah, that has this. Like I feel like this film has the um, that horrible thing that you get in space movies sometimes, where someone dies by just floating off into space. Oh, which is just so like bad. every time I see it, I know I remember seeing it once in Lost in Space when I was younger. It's like someone floating off in a spacesuit into space without any anything. Oh my god, that is they're gone. That is the most terrifying way to go. I tell you what, I'd be taking that yeah, helmet off immediately. It would be a yeah, swift yeah, suicide absolutely. for me. Uh, sorry, I don't. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, I don't. Be, think, uh, yeah, I can't joke about that. Sorry, um, but if I was in that <laughs> situation. Okay, that's probably what I would do. Um, the uh, it's. Did you mention Lost in Space with Joey from Friends? Do you remember that film? Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. God, <laughs> I haven't thought about that film in years. Yeah, yeah, that was mad. It was one I, that came out when we were younger. Um, I remember I went to see that, and afterwards, saying to my parents that it was my favorite movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm I pretty like, sure there's a TV film. show about it now or something on Netflix. I think there. I actually think it was a TV show before ah, okay. and then it was a thing and then it and then it was ah, a tv okay. show again okay 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 was, uh, that's funny i must watch the trailer for that i remember yeah. what the theme tune went like um but, uh, but yeah that's that's the that's the space the space movie kind of week over from space. my side space is finished um okay so uh this week we got a, a movie review sent in to us and you can send us in movie reviews to our um instagram mk ultra film uh we got one this week from shane joseph curry who has uh, a really good uh, vlog or blog it's a blog it's called bits and bobs um and he gave us a review of into the spider-verse a film that both me and mark quite liked so um mm. here's shane's review of into the spider-verse hey all the way from galway my name is shane joseph curry and before reviewing spider-man into the spider-verse i just want to say i really enjoy the podcast mark and killian uh mk ultra films it's been a great form of escapism throughout this whole apocalypse uh, so thanks uh, the movie. So the movie popped up on Netflix just last Friday. It tells the story of a New York teen, Miles Morales, who he's struggling with regular teenager stuff. He's got an overbearing parent, a new school girl interests, but he's bitten by a, a spider, a radioactive spider, similar to to Peter Parker's Spider Man. I, I love this film. I thought this film had a lot of heart. Like the relationship between Miles and his dad, it's it's heartwarming. While contrast to that, the relationship that falls apart between between Miles and his uncle is um it's heartbreaking. It, and what's very important is Miles doesn't feel like a two D character, despite the movie's beautiful comic book feel, and he doesn't feel like a knockoff version of Peter Parker, which is important. Like it. If he was just this this other version of Peter Parker, a younger version, or or just it, w- it would have just been pointless. But he's a, his own character. I think that was important to differentiate that he's different, that he's not just the same thing again. We've seen Peter Parker Spider-Man, which is great in itself, but this this movie is super self-aware. It's constantly 
referencing other Spider-Man movies, little parody moments from them. It's it's super meta. The way the way Miles worries about living up to Spider-Man is kind of similar to the way that the the film's creators could be worried about living up to Spider-Man's legacy. And looks-wise, the movie is absolutely beautiful. I've I've never seen something like this on the big screen. I mean, the styles are constantly changing, even within the same scene. To, to homage the, the its paperback origins, it's got speech bubbles, page breaks, pop-ups during the action-packed moments, and the colour scheme, is it's vibrant and pulsating. It honestly can't be described as anything short than ama- shorter, short of amazing. It's, it's definitely worth the watch. You can check it out on Netflix. Um, or you can check it out on my blog, Bits and Bobs, bitsandbobsblogs.com. There's a link on it there. It'll bring you straight to it. Uh, it's definitely it's definitely something you should check out. Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me on the blog. Very good. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I fucking like that film a lot. That film was, I as 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 you know, I went to see the film twice in the cinema. Mm. One of very few movies that I saw in the cinema twice. Yeah. Um, I did put it on. Um, I had one of those moments where I was in our friend Rob's house, mm-hmm. and I and we were just hanging out and then i was like we should put on into spider verse and i put it on and then no one said anything for like 15 minutes oh, and i, I was that. like Ooh, i'm gonna turn it off i'm gonna turn it off yeah 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 <laughs> i hate that's it. horrible when that you happens you've got a movie no one says you anything can tell everyone's okay, like okay, okay i'll turn it off yeah, no, yeah. Forget, forget it forget it it doesn't matter cancel, it's not as good as i, I don't want to ruin this movie for yeah. myself so but no i actually thought that was interesting when what he said about um thinking perhaps miles is feeling kind of a imposter syndrome about being spider-man was also was a reflection of the filmmakers being like oh what if we make a rubbish version of spider-man well like, i mean I, kind of I mean i kind of disagree with that because i don't think there's been any good spider-man films ever until enter the spider-verse i think all the rest of them are yeah garbage. True. and this is yeah. by far the best spider-man film in a kind of film series that has had like i don't know i don't think toby Maguire's films were very good um i thought mm. andrew garfield's ones were okay but uh I, th- I mean i generally i think spider-man films series haven't been great and then enter the spider-verse is just like yeah. so far ahead of all the rest of them it's just a, a completely brilliant film and like one of the best it's... adaptations of a comic book like visually yeah that there's ever completely. been it's brilliant and i i don't it's, i'm not a big funny. comic book uh film fan at all but i think this is no. an amazing film yeah i generally hate comic book movies um, apart from Blade, Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk, and this, um, and the field. So yeah, it's like a re- and the field. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Stanley's the field. <laughs> the uh, but yeah, it was, and I even remember seeing the the trailer for it first and thinking, oh Jesus, this looks like a pile of shite. Yeah, um, just because I was like, it's a fucking cartoon, and yeah. I don't know, I was just like, fuck. But yeah, really, totally agree. Mm. That film is is bloody brilliant. I must give it another watch. Actually, I've only seen do, it in the I cinema. I haven't too. seen it since. I tried to get Ant because it's, it's on Netflix. It's like the big banner highlight feature on Netflix at the moment. I tried to get Ant to watch it, but it was a strong no. Uh, but we'll keep it's, we'll keep working it's a tough on enough it, guys. I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a tough sell, a tough to, sell. To, to to get people to watch it watch because kids movie I guess it's me. hard to get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it. Is, I feel like it's hard when like you know when you say to people like. You're like, oh, I know all the other things in this franchise are bad, but trust me, this one's good. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's always yeah, a tough yeah. one to uh, <laughs> a 
tough one to convert but mm. listen if, if you're if you're in that if you're in a, of that mindset of oh i hate i don't like spider-man i'm not gonna watch this film definitely you should you should watch it yeah um i think we've reached the uh end of the road or um no no i don't have any or <laughs> no end we have, have you, what what are you what, what's crack what are you what are you what are you doing well we are we've we've covered what am i doing today yeah, I'm just going to sit in my house and not leave uh, the five kilometer radius uh, from where I live. Mm. That's what I'm going to do. Nice. Um, All right. And I'm even trying not to drink at the moment. So I'm just going to be like five times as bored. Why? If there's ever a time to drink, it's now. But also if there was never a time to not drink, it's now as well, because like you can't go to the pub or anything like that. So, I mean, we're... just get man. The, no one can come to my house. App. Nothing can happen. I'm just sitting at home doing nothing. Even Anna, just fucking boozing. Yeah, well, no, I've been doing that for like half a year now. So I'm going to try to do something a bit different instead of drinking in my fucking apartment by myself. Uh, me, well, me we, and Anna uh, just, <laughs> I'm bored. We have this company now. I might try and get them to sponsor the podcast. There's a company in, in Berlin called Gorillas, and it's uh, a groceries delivery service. Do they also um, Do they also make music uh, like Damon Auburn? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Same, same thing. <laughs> and... Uh, they guarantee delivery groceries to your door in under 10 minutes from the moment you order. Oh my God. And delivery is only 180 delivery, what? one euro 80 cent. It's, I saw it, I saw an ad for an Instagram and I was that like, this doesn't is work. something. I got it last night. We were having dinner. We had a bottle of wine and I was like, Do you know what? Let's get another bottle of wine. Ordered it seven minutes. Are you kidding? And it, the, guy, the guy was at our door with, with two bottles of wine. And we were like, what the fuck? Alrighty. It's mental. It's, How does that work? It's mental. The people are ghosts who deliver ah, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it only works so they around can just move. sort of the Halloween season. Yeah. They, you can actually only order from quarter two until quarter past midnight as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 But honestly, it's it's an That's amazing insane. service. I, I I imagine like it's not a sustainable business model yeah. and they'll go bankrupt soon. So I'm going to try and get the most of it while I can. That sounds but... like something they'd have in Tokyo, but they would just have nowhere else. I can't believe they have that. In yeah. Especially like Berlin, like you can't pay with cards in like 90% of shops, but you can get groceries delivered to your door in like six minutes. I tell you, that <laughs> like, one's going to, so many... that's a business is going to collapse, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Big day. Or someone's getting fucked over in that. Chain. Yes. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say yeah, those those delivery riders are getting a fair wage. <laughs> the, <laughs> um, anyway, I suppose it's getting dark now. As you can see, look, it's bloody four o'clock and it's already starting to get yeah, dark here. Well, what Jesus. time is three o'clock here? It'll probably be dark by four. Um, mm. uh, it's dark times here as well. And I think yeah, uh, in the way that uh, Wild Mountain Time is some sort of fake happy thing, whereas the real life is the field. It's a gritty, miserable thing. Me and Mark are going to go back to our gritty, miserable lives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. I don't know why this darkness is coming out of me. But uh, yeah. um, but thanks so much for listening to us. And um, mm -hmm. if you want to follow us on social up. medias, you can get us on MK Ultrafilm on Instagram. We don't really do any other ones uh, at the moment, do we? At MK Ultrafilm. I mean, you can send us an email, but we might. It's well, we probably won't read it. Yeah, yeah, send, yeah. It if you send want. the email. It's nice. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, nice, nice. Uh, spending time with you for the last hour. Dank, danka. Vielen Dank. Tschüss. Tschüss.